0: That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. On, Hello, hi, Modern hi. Jeepers. So the, this is the the commentary section Corey, <laughs> Corey, hereby known as Corey's Rant. will have you. These- <laughs> the Modern Jeeper Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. <laughs> Hello Modern Jeepers, Mattson from Medical here, and welcome to episode number 118 of the Modern Jeepers Show, the show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. The gang is back together. Yep, Rockstar Jeep Girl has returned from Oklahoma and so things are back to normal as we talk about this week's Modern Jeeper adventure in Moab and what is happening at MC World headquarters, namely doing R&D on that 392. Wait till you hear some of the crazy discoveries we found about Jeep's latest drug, feed our addiction. Then we are joined by Modern Jeeper and special guest Jonathan Chapman of American Off-Road Customs of Las Vegas, Nevada. Jonathan shares the origin story of his shop, how he got started in jeeping, how persistence has paid off, why competition with your former boss makes for good business, favorite trails, favorite builds, favorite mods, and serving a customer base that includes rock crawlers, mall crawlers, and overlanders. And this week's tech tip is... Well, I'll let you just hear it for yourself. By the way, if you, like me, sometimes wonder what the F are these guys doing, you can see the full video in all its glory at youtube.com slash modern jeeper. As always, we are extremely grateful to our supporters and friends including Warren Winches, Raceline Wheels, Bestop, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, Adventure Rack Systems and of course Metal Cloak. So, sit back. Relax the cold one. Enjoy episode number 118 of the Modern Jeeper Show. Well, hey, Modern Jeepers. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Jeeper Show. It's me, Madsen from Metal Cloak and Mr. Modern Jeeper Corey Osborne. Hey, buddy. Hey, and Jesse's back. Rockstar Jeep Girl. Hi. Hi. She so is. How, was little, how was your little drop off in Oklahoma? Um, busy. <laughs> yeah. Did you bring your mom back?
1: Yes.
0: So she gets to go to Moab, right?
1: Yes, I'm so excited.
0: That's awesome. Is she excited or are you just dragging her along?
1: I think she's just scared that I'm going <laughs> to wreck her. <laughs> I'm like, mom, you're fine. She's like, why are you putting new harnesses in? Why are you putting a cage in? Why? Well, why? No.
0: <laughs> why is all this It's for your protection. Here. It's for your protection. <laughs> it's for my protection. It's right. my liability.
2: That's right. Wow.
0: Cool. Well, that's like, you guys, what, you leave tomorrow?
1: Yes. Yeah,
2: tomorrow afternoon and we have been in I mean since we've been on the road for so long um you know we did our our uh our 35 days uh seven it feels like seven weeks but it's just seven days a week <laughs> for 5 weeks um it, 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 we we are in a mad dash and Jesse's Jeep her two door JK um while very well equipped is getting another uh iteration i guess um <laughs> a rock hard sport cage put in it um new new seats new harnesses um done right this time
0: done right this time
1: yeah and elaborate come on you gotta elaborate on that
0: you gotta elaborate on that
1: well you know
2: i i think it's a mixture of um how we've all built jeeps in the past mm-hmm. and you you put in what you have at time and you make it work for what you have Yeah, right. once you cross that line of doing things the right way as our guest will probably be able to talk about in great detail yes what guest you know we we only and i and i we i just had this conversation with her you know spike my tj that i had i built that over the course of about 16 years it wasn't tomorrow it wasn't in two days these things evolve. So as you make changes, um, always, I I try to tell people, you know, keep in mind that you may want to change something down the road. This may not be the perfect end all be all of what you want it to be right now. So you should make provisions and understand that if you start welding things in, that's kind of permanent. It's it's okay that we can change them later. It's just a heck of a lot more it's gonna
1: be a project to get my old harness bar out yeah Mm. i'm gonna have to take everything out
2: and cut and reweld and and yeah yeah that's
0: just that's just fun dirty work
1: yeah yeah yep well with my old seats you know they set back pretty far and so the bar is down and the new one we got is pretty much gonna be in the way of the other one so We didn't get that in until i take everything out because once i take everything out then i'm going to put my armor light flooring in Ooh! and then my seats and torch out that bar and have a new bar in the back
0: nice that's happening like all in the next 24 hours so you can take-
1: yeah. yeah we were like we're, uh, now i just got to wire my speakers and my radio and clean it up but i'm good
0: you know when we talk to our guests i wonder if they've ever done anything like this but you ever seen like some of those and it was kind of a thing for a little while like the the badass build in 3 days.
2: Oh right. Right right, right.
0: right. like yeah. you know it's one thing to do it on TV but another to actually like go and do these I, I don't know how you do that. Well you, I, you know, know it's it, interesting
2: and and because of our industry and um how things evolve uh a company like Armor Light, and a huge shout out to those guys um that really it just didn't exist a couple of years ago. So the guys that would go uh either Rhino Line or Linex, their tub and still had to deal with a lot of the heat issues you know Armorlite came along and said wait a minute we're an OEM provider already we've already got these molds basically that will form fit your jeep and fit along with all of the i mean literally with the with all of the um the pieces parts all the plastic interior that our new jeeps have once you take all that stuff out put these floors in there and put the 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 trim pieces back on it's pretty amazing like but it just didn't exist a couple years ago so all of us that have made you know made do with what
1: we had I put towels on the floor because it is so stinking hot because i didn't want to just spend money on oh we should get this and then looking at it compared to what I just got, mm. there's no comparison. Like, yeah. I'm glad I waited a little bit longer.
0: Well, but that's the difference between like them and us. Like we complain about the problem and they actually went and fixed it and created a solution. Right. right? But, you know, entrepreneurs, inventors create solutions. The Imagine rest of us that. sit around going, <laughs> friggin' problem.
1: Netherlands cuts the bruises, the bruises, <laughs> right? And yeah. I, yeah, we're pretty sore. I, <laughs> I have two goose eggs on my head. I have a big giant knot on my ankle from dropping a collar straight. Oh yeah, I think I, I've ankle.
2: got like two elbows now. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: This has been wow. Great. you are just
2: you
0: guys are so inspirational. <laughs>
1: yeah, don't. Take it to
2: a shop. You should <laughs> always <laughs> take it to a qualified shop
0: and before we talk about shops so it's been interesting here because well first off to our listeners we said you guys in a couple of days like yes this is the weekend this is memorial weekend this is our annual this will be the fourth or fifth fourth
2: fourth fourth
0: fourth annual modern jeeper adventure in moab i have no idea what they're doing because i'm out of the loop because hey if you're not going to show up you don't need to know so they got all kinds of great stuff planned and it's going to be another fantastic event another weekend where i wish i was there but out here, I'm kind of hanging out and having fun because you know, our buddy John Mock from Salem, Oregon and Salem Jeepers. Right. Uh, well, his 392 arrived this morning. Yay! Well, he arrived it this morning with his 392. In fact, so fantastic story. Like, he's supposed to have this thing delivered last week, it got delayed. It got delayed. It got delayed. I mean, it was hot labeled. Like, if you know John, he is a very persistent guy. He, he if he wants something, he keeps going after it. And it kept getting like delayed and delayed. Finally, arrives in Portland. And it's like, just sitting there. Like it was supposed to be thrown in the truck right away and brought down to Salem to Robertson motors. No, it's just sitting there, just sitting there, just sitting there. And I'm getting worried because like I've made all these arrangements to have it here so we could start diving into it this week. And finally he calls me up and says, okay, so we're, we got permission. He basically went there for all intent and purposes as the employee, <laughs> he went down there. They, they allowed him to go they went down with an employee of the of Robertson Motor. They went and they picked up the rig from the like the train depot, hopped in it, drove it to the to the dealership, did the PDI and stuff they had to do the dealership, threw on thirty sevens. Like John doesn't wait. He didn't want it to. He threw on thirty sevens right away. And about wow. five, six, seven o'clock, something like that, he hopped on and he drove from Salem, Oregon. California got here at 4:30 a.m. to his hotel. Got about two hours sleep before he um, had to get it and get it over here and, and have us start uh, start playing with it. Now it'll be interesting. And actually, I'm going to hold off on some of our conversation about this till we bring in our, our our guests. But just throwing it on the CTI, we learned some very interesting things and uh, and 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 it's stuff that like you wouldn't have expected. Like maybe Chief would have thought about this, but they apparently didn't
2: interesting <sighs> differently yeah. than the jail then
0: well you just just say let's just say that there was it was it was interesting there there <laughs> I'll, I'll put it out this was not built to be a rock crawler plain and simple there is no way under god's green earth they were building this thinking it was going to ra- crawl rocks
2: well fort uh full-time four-wheel drive i mean that's <laughs> how they're going to save the, the entire right? drivetrain from the thing and you know you were telling me we were talking a little bit uh in the last couple of days about the half doors being vin attached
0: yeah vin matched how do you like that i like them apples Wow. <laughs> but that's okay you don't need to buy those half doors because medical has half doors we have I, doors. I
2: i i think there's a solution there
0: there is huh. and ours aren't VIN matched you can have any one you Weird. want <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'm happy to put a VIN sticker on it for you, which, which is interesting. It's a whole nother thing. Again, I'm going to, well, well I, I got more things to talk about. but This is the type of stuff we want to talk about with our guest. Yes. With our guest, who is uh, Jonathan Chapman from American Off Road Customs out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Jonathan, you there? Yes,
3: I am here. Hi, cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, thanks for being a part of the show. So, absolutely. Uh, y- y- you know, I, I, you and I haven't really ever interacted that much, um, and uh, but I've been like a great admirer of the game you've been playing for. How? When did you start American Off Road?
3: Uh, we started officially two years ago. Um, about two weeks ago. About so uh, two May, About two years ago.
0: And I mean, do we want to dive into the story now? I mean, we might as well. we got to start There's there. No. we got to start we there. we got because, to start there. So, so tell I mean, us the story behind yeah. it. Yeah. Because if you go to your LinkedIn profile, it has you has a different job than... Do <laughs> I have,
3: have I not updated that? I guess I haven't been on LinkedIn in a while.
0: <laughs> so what was your job before American Off-Road?
3: So directly before, I was an employee for Sin City Off-Road, uh, now Sin City Diesel and Off-Road. Um, I pretty much started out, I guess... We'll go back a little bit before that. So I started out as just a regular mechanic, uh, working for a dealership for uh, Mini Coopers. And I've been jeeping since I was 17. Um, wow. Got my first Jeep back then when I was 17 years old. and been, I'm on my fourth Jeep now. Um, but I pretty much wanted to get schooled, so I understood all the fundamentals of working on vehicles. So I went to school, started working at a dealership for a long time. But I ultimately wanted to get into this industry. And then I found an opening with Sin City, uh, came over to work for them. I was their only technician for a while. Ended up like going and recruiting all my friends from the dealer and saying, hey, let's go work over here, work on off-road stuff. It's way more fun. Nice. And uh, then after a couple of years of doing that and pretty much, um, I guess, running the business and the shop and everything, um, me and a partner decided to kind of do it on our own. And we created American Off Road from there, and it has been a ride since then. <laughs> mm.
0: Well, I you, you're, you're in. I mean, you're you're in the same parking lot. I'm actually as, in the same as, building, the in same, the same building as as yeah. <laughs> Sin City. And Dennis, uh, Dennis is an old time supporter of Metal Cloak, and, and back in the day, and, and uh, hang on, hanging. So I think I met him at this was after he was working with us. I met him at, uh, it was big bear that was yep. met him a big bear forest fest, uh, hung out with them there. Great guys, great people, but he went a different direction. He wanted to go more into the diesel stuff and, and, yep. uh, they're there and, and just what a great opportunity for you.
3: Yeah. It just, we just had different visions, you know, nothing against him or anything at all. It's just, we just had different ideas and we decided to kind of just do our own things. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we still talk, he's right next door, <laughs> you know, so we still see him from time to time, but uh, you know, I got nothing bad to say. And, you know, we've been very blessed, you know, since we've been started our own thing and to be as busy as we are. And it's, it's been nothing but good stuff. That's awesome. You know, That's it's, awesome. it's
2: been cool because the last couple of years when um, there's events come about and uh, these guys are also uh, a big supporter of the Vegas Valley uh, four wheel drive club. Um, mm-hmm. The folks that put on uh, Hump and Bump, and uh, you know, whenever we come out there for SEMA and whatnot, Jonathan has always reached out and said, "Hey, if you need a place to park the Jeep or the trailer or whatever you need," um, they've been very supportive the, to to that. So, yeah. how big's your shop?
0: Uh,
3: it's about forty three hundred square feet. Uh, includes about eight hundred square feet of like office and showroom and part storage. So the actual workspace in the shop's about three thousand square feet. You know, plus or minus a little bit. We've got uh four racks currently. I got four guys working back there pretty much full time. Wow. Trying to just keep up. <laughs> well, was,
0: well, I've loved it as as like, you know, people are like, well, hey, there's a big competition going there between you guys. So, yeah, competition is good. If I yeah. can go around the country and, and 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 create the same dynamic competition between you and Dennis and other <laughs> person, right? I'd be like. Oh, it's beautiful. Life is great. No, it, yeah. it's been great, and you guys have been killing it. You really have been killing it, and, and uh, it, that's just that's just awesome. Well done. Yeah. Very well done. Thank you. I mean, it
3: wouldn't it wouldn't be possible without you know your guys' support. I mean, that's like I told you before. You know, eighty percent of our customer base is probably jeepers that MetalCloak has a really good product fit for. And based on the product quality, the customer service, the price point, it's just a no brainer to go to Metal Cloak as, you know, a a primary offering. You know, it's not going to be everybody's fit, but it does fit for most people. And it's a great, you know, product. And we we have it on my Jeep, it's on Kyle's Jeep. Most of our guys have at least some part of your product on it, you know, to, you know, one way or another. And it's just, you know, it speaks leaps and bounds to the quality and, and the versatility of that
2: product. Not not a paid endorsement at all. <laughs> yeah, not, no, not at all. It really not isn't.
3: It's just the facts.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. So so what are some of your other go-to products? What are your go-to wheels? What are your go-to tires? What are your go-to seats? Uh, <laughs>
3: uh, so we used to be really big on Nitto um, and nothing against Nitto. It's just hard to get right now. Um We've actually, myself, I've switched over to Mickey Thompson's, been very happy with, with their performance. To, to, to be honest with you, for the most part, there's a lot of really good tire manufacturers out there, and it's just kind of talking to the customers and finding out, you know, what are you doing specifically, what fits for you, and then these days, it's, okay, well, let's see what we can get in your, you know, you know tire size you're looking for and what's available, and we'll find a good product that matches up for that. Um, one of the things that we really try to do, you know, as far as, um, offer our customer base is have a wide selection, you know, so we're not, you know, pigeonholing somebody into what we sell. It's more about finding what fits for their need. And, you know, with COVID being what it has and parts being troubled, you know, hard to get sometimes, you know, we can't always, you know, give them the, their first choice. And so having, Multiple options, you know, having a second, third option that's still a good quality product is nice because then we can still get a completed build for them, and then they can enjoy their Jeep or their truck or whatever they're building, you know, and not waiting six months for parts to show up. But seats, I mean, PRP is my go-to for those, you know, custom seats. They are really good quality. You know, they they allow us to do a lot of customizing, which we look, we like, and we can really tailor fit it for our customers. Um, we do a lot of generate stuff when it comes to like roll cages or coilover builds, you know, stuff like that. We're doing a lot more uh, custom fab uh, lately. So we've been getting into building our own, like uh, pretty much tube bending, and we're looking at plasma tables mm-hmm. for basically being able to make our own tabs and things like that for the customer that wants more of a custom off road buggy type project. We want to be able to offer everything from You know, your, hey, I just got my first Jeep and I want to make it cool. What do I do? You know, be able to offer that to, hey, I've been wheeling for 25 years and I want to build a custom buggy and do all the crazy stuff. It's like, I want to be able to offer both and everywhere in between. You know, so we try to offer a full spectrum, anything off road. you know, That's kind of our game plan.
0: Well, that's great. That's great, and that's kept you busy, I'm sure. It what's definitely your, has. What's your customer backlog? If I was to try to call you up now and and uh, schedule a time, where would I? Where would you put me?
3: Well, to be honest, our main goal is keeping our our workflow pretty open. So we're only about a week out on wow. our average. If you call and say, "Hey, I want to get in the shop," you know, our schedule is about a week out on average, and we try to couple that with parts deliveries and things like that. So, wow. The caveat there is that if you call and say, Hey, I want to order all this stuff, it's like, well, we might be dependent on getting the parts. Um, but we tr- because we're our week out in the shop time, you know, we can, once we get like shipping confirmation and stuff, we can schedule you pretty quick from there. If you oh, got nice. your own parts, it's pretty much a week out. So it's, we try to stay pretty open.
0: Nice. Nice. How are you seeing that is Has it improved at all as far as uh, other companies? Obviously, you know, we have pretty good. Uh, shipping times but what about the other companies you deal with are they they improving their times or is it still
3: definitely they're definitely getting better um there are exceptions and I think everybody in the off-road industry was surprised by the the surge in demand uh that COVID brought I think a lot of people thought it was going to slow down I did too and uh it was kind of just the opposite so everybody was kind of ramping down and then all of a sudden we got this massive surge of like demand and wanting stuff. And it was like, okay, so there's still some people that are, are still kind of playing catch up. Um, and I know a lot of that's a factor with getting materials and it's not necessarily just the, the production. It's just trying to get the stuff to make the stuff. Right. And, um, but for the most part, everybody has been getting better, uh, which is just making my job a lot easier because I can fulfill what people are after easier. So you guys have been uh, much better in the last you know several months as far as getting your your delivery times kind of back to what we were used to you know a year ago i guess
0: right and it's you know we've been pretty fortunate in in be able to build up inventory and build up inventory but we're you know my team out there they're working every single day to find solutions for material as you said yeah it's it's, Mm -hmm. the materials hardest part and it's changing constantly what can we use what can we use to substitute for this how can we get this in
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: material costs and we haven't you know, we've been pretty fortunate. We haven't had to pass costs on to the customers yet, and that's probably going to happen at some point because right. we're probably paying three times the amount for material than we were. Yeah. um and but that's just because of just the overall. I mean, these are the these are the you know, Corey and I have talked about this before, but this is the, just the long term ramifications of of twenty twenty
2: demand. And yeah. It's going to be
0: happening for a while. It's mm-hmm. and when when factories can't get people, our our. Our coil manufacturer, we went and visited them and talked to them and like get a call one day like, oh, yeah, well, pretty much half our staff decided they weren't coming in today. Like we're, <laughs> right. we're shut down because we have nobody willing to show up for work today. Right. Right. And well, that's, and that's the it. other
2: side of the, the coin, right, is we may have materials, yet we don't have anybody to actually either take it where it needs to go or process mm-hmm. it once it gets there. Um, uh, Yeah, it's just this constant juggling match. And we're seeing a lot of shops. I mean, we we were just on the road for for 35 days. And a lot of shops are placing orders with their tire manufacturers, literally placing lots of tires. Um, I'm going to throw the number 50 out there because that was one of our our other jobbers. And he consistently just puts 50 tires on order and as they can get them because Mm -hmm. there's just no availability. So. And a lot of times the manufacturer says, no, well, we have them. We just can't get them to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the job. I mean, out here, I know FedEx is 600 jobs are, they're hiring for, paying 1850 an hour. Yep. Right. And just the the costs. You, you've got fast food out here, you know, trying to desperately get people. Uh, what I hear recently, somebody was giving like a $50 gift card just for coming in to apply for a job. Right. Wow. Just huh. to try to get people to come in and try it.
2: Well, no. And what's that phone number? <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. They, they, were, they were young people, Corey. Young oh, people. hard sorry. workers. Yeah. Hard out. <laughs> <No, no. laughs> oh man. So, so Jeeps, I mean, so do you primarily, I mean you talked about your overall strategy, but like right now in your shop, what do you, what do you got? What's, what's your breakdown of platforms?
3: Uh, right now it's pretty much all Jeeps actually. We have mostly, I would say most of our customer base is Jeepers. We do get, um, you know, some trucks in the shop on occasion, uh, whether they be full size or like the midsize gladiators is a good transition vehicle. Tacomas are a lot a lot of overlanders like those. And we try to offer, you know, suspensions and accessories and bumpers and all the things for those things as well. A lot of what we see, we do a lot of gearing, um, we do a lot of power adder stuff, like engine mods and things like that. I think that kind of speaks to our background in like automotive repair, because we understand a lot more than I guess some other shops that aren't comfortable doing like full engine rebuilds and you know, diagnosing check engine lights and things. We can offer a full service, you know, so we're not afraid of you know putting a supercharger on an engine because we understand how all the engine stuff works anyway. So it's just, uh, it kind of is more, more easy for us, I guess, in that sense.
0: So in other words, you're real mechanics. We are real mechanics. We are,
3: (laughs) (laughs) we actually are certified, um, mechanics. So we, I actually was hybrid certified before I left, you know, now I guess with the new, uh, the four, four by E Wrangler that's coming out, you know, I guess I've had somebody come in asking about some stuff for that. And, uh. You know, it's not something we're going to turn away just because it's got a big bower plant in there that, you know, can be scary if you're not familiar with it. But, uh, you know, it's as it as the industry changes, we try to evolve with it. And, you know, we want to be able to offer everything, you know, things for everybody that comes in. You know, we we've, <laughs> we've got some some weird inquiries from time to time. Um, people like what? Call and, uh, some old, uh, like cutlasses and stuff wanting like a 10 inch suspension lift, you know, <laughs> and they're out there, you know, there's stuff that's out there that you can do that. And, uh, <laughs> we haven't had anybody actually come in and do it, but we get some phone calls for some odd stuff. Sometimes we have done like Subarus, uh, and some of the crossover SUV lifts and things like that, trying to get a little more off roadie for those. Um, that we you know, not all the time, but we get them from, you know, time to time. And uh, But we are trying to do more, um, more truck stuff and more overland stuff. You know, maybe eventually we'll get into some side-by-side stuff, but we'll see how that goes.
2: <laughs> you know, it was interesting um, going back east, and, and we talk a lot, of course, be, being that I, we live in Colorado. Um, there's a few gladiators around, and, of course, at Moab, we see a few gladiators. When we were back east, you, there are all the gladiators that you can't buy in the west. Well, they're all on the East Coast. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Literally dealerships with 30 and 40 in a line at a dealership. Wow. Wow. And literally, I come to Montrose. I come through Colorado. And <laughs> if they have two, they're lucky. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're oh, is that because and they're
0: moving them or just because the other guys aren't moving, moving
2: them? them? Every, uh, I made the comment to Jesse. I said, you know, every stoplight we pull up to, if you pull up to a stoplight, you can look through the intersection and find a gladiator. Wow. Yeah.
1: They put the big Crazy. And the rims, and- big
2: oh, wheels, but- wide wheels. I mean, all kinds of, of different styles of builds, but so many gladiators out east. yeah, huh. Yeah.
0: That's well, because you got the big trucks are out west, right? Yeah. Something. Ford's a big, you know, the- <laughs> dodges but no i don't know that's pretty cool that's interesting (laughs) i would not not have suspected that
2: well if you're gonna go and you're gonna go to the beach and so why not buy a jeep so you can still be part of the jeep family um put some wide wheels uh you know 24s 28s on it and uh, go to the beach throw all your sandy stuff in the back it's a good solution
0: right Mm -hmm. well but yeah absolutely well, so wait. And that wide wheels—that means it doesn't fit on your CTI trailer.
2: No, right. <laughs> no, no. And so, and as a side note to all of that, um, we're now seeing where Jeep is releasing a whole bunch of incentives for the four-by-E. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how these all these manufacturers start to deal with the hybrid type of vehicles and what they're willing to push. There's going to be a huge incentive to buy this four by E to buy vehicles that are do better in fuel economy.
0: Which is interesting because the 392, which arguably probably has very lousy fuel, fuel economy. Um, there's no incentives that that's nope. a 10, 12, $15,000 premium markup. Right. Yep. We I mentioned it earlier. So it's a good time. any to bring it up. So, uh, so we have this 392 here. Have you had a chance, Jonathan, to to get your hands on one or any customers yet? I have
3: not had my chance to to get my hands on one in the shop, but we have had quite a few customers talk about it. They want it, you know, and then it's the, it's the debate is, well, can you take my current Jeep and put a V8 in it? And what's the cost difference for that versus me going and trading it in and getting that one? So there has been that conversation.
0: (laughs) If I had a choice, if I had a personal choice, I would just take the JL and throw it. Throw the 392 in it rather than buy it because here's just just, just a couple of things. Let's so pull it up on the CTI trailer, right? We got a big black one over here, and the engineering pulls it on. And we first, you want to do is CTI this thing on stock Rubicon wheels, right? Even we took the 37s off that he was running and put these stock Rubicon wheels in, get it up on there, start flexing it out. First thing I think of is, man, the sway bar didn't disconnect. And you know what that's like, Corey. Like the Rubicon wow. edition sway bar, it just goes up, and all of a sudden you have like this much space between the fender and the tire. So I look in there. I go, huh? No sway bar is disconnected. The jounce, the upper jounce, is like eight inches long. Stock, oh. there's like two inches between the little stock rubber jounce and the bump stop. You have no up travel. It is like literally the first product somebody's gonna have to come up with is cutting off the stock jounce and putting a uh, one on there that gives you up travel. There is no up travel. Wow. Why is that? I do. I, I don't know idea. Are they not wanting yet. to
2: keep it stiffer for the on road performance that they're thinking?
0: Yeah, I think they're like focused on the on road performance. Like these guys are going to go out there because it's. I'm sorry, this is not going to be like good good for whoop de whoops or anything. I mean, it's it's going to be right. Huh. I mean, it literally has no up travel. So for whatever reason, they have this super long jounce in there. Like sitting there right height, there's two inches between that little yellow bumper. I mean, there's not even enough room to put a dura spring in there. There's not enough you know, at is height. the
2: is that upper mount, is that a piece of metal extension or is that it, all soft? It's,
0: it's all it's all stuck, all stuck to chop it off, which I'm sure plenty of us are going to do. Mm-hmm. So I have that all was, the
1: conspiracy theories on all the electric vehicles. So
0: right. So this, <laughs> this I mean, it, it, so it's going, it has no up travel. That's number one, we notice, right? So that's fine, though. It does it. You know, I think it did like uh, 16. I didn't even, I didn't know what the CTI score was, but it was pretty bad. Again, it was as if you put a stock, a Rubicon up there, JL, and the sway bar did not disconnect. Then, wow. Yeah. So then you did. That's okay. That's one thing. That's one thing. Then we notice, and I'm talking to the engineer, goes, Yeah, um, he had it in four low, which you should have it in four low to pull it up right. on it. It wants to run through the brakes. He had oh, a wow. he had a he had a double foot pedal. It you built a rig and it only has four ten gears in it, or not? It doesn't have four tens. What did it have in it? Is it four tens or is it? I think it's, it's, it should it's be four tens. Yeah, it's four ten. So yeah, it, it it has the four tens. It has the um it, 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 four to one. It, it has a four to one. It is all set up for putting in a four low. You've got the engine like a lot of torque. Why didn't you put the brakes in there to stop it? Now, you know, if you're gonna like, go change, if you're gonna go change the gears, you're in trouble. I mean, well, that's what our L, that's what our JK was like when we put the LS in there before we put a big, big brake booster.
2: You're like, well, and Jonathan can Jonathan can talk about this. I mean, this is the problem with we get we get guys on the CTI trailer where they've they've got some upgraded horsepower, which also comes with a higher torque value. They put the thing in four low, and literally you can't stop them. I don't care how big your brakes are; you've got a ton of torque. That that just um, you're gonna drive through the brakes. There's a lot mm-hmm. of torque behind that, but for guys who are new jeepers, oh god, you're, they're tro- That's gonna be
1: scary. Ethan, That's gonna be
2: interesting. Ethan, uh-huh. our head engineer. I mean, he
0: he he just it idled up the trailer, no problem, super easy onto the trailer. And of course, you know our Cti trailer is a much bigger, longer ramp than Corey's, and but he had a double he had a double fist, a double foot it to stop it. Jeez, wow. now. That's number two. Hmm. Now, there's a bunch of stuff underneath in the exhaust. I mean, doing skid plates for this thing is going to be incredible because it just has, you know, my my screen keeps going black back there. Um, But it just has uh, uh, um, a bunch of stuff underneath, the way the exhaust hangs and everything. It's going to be very interesting to try to do a whole skid plate system for that. But last and final thing is the oil pan. Everybody's heard about the oil pan. I mean, the oil pan has been a discussion. It hangs pretty low. That's fine. You can deal with it. But the bolt guys the bolt is like <laughs> it's, it's like much? protruding at the very back end it's like it gives you another inch of a hit point on the wow. bottom they didn't Why put it on the that? back put it on the back put it on the back
1: <laughs> wow. so i it's think
0: like,
3: we're doing oil pan swaps
0: uh, yeah exactly yeah be fabricated right? oil pans you're gonna be doing mm-hmm. a lot of those so, gonna be so coming get prepared jonathan there's three things you're gonna be uh you know Working on for people. I
2: but, got my
3: notepad out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you just, know, and at Easter we we looked at um, the a couple of the concepts and the concept that had the 392 with the the exhaust that you can it, basically there's a a, a a cutoff where you can run it open um, and again all of that technology built into just the exhaust system where now there's a cutoff valve and there's a rerouting of it. Um, When we go to work on these things, it's going to be like, well, we really can't change a lot. And we heard this, we heard this six months ago um, that Jeep was, they're really geared more towards not allowing the aftermarket to really get their hands in this thing. So I don't know, it's going to be interesting
3: it's definitely oh going to be something to watch for and it's going to create a, it's going to create a lot of uh hurdles that, for people that are used to being yeah. able to just buy a jeep and then you know it's like a, a a rector set. you just swap parts out and do whatever you want with it and now we're making it much more difficult we're already seeing you know a lot more issues on the JL platform you know compared to the previous model just because of the electronics
2: that right. are there well and it was funny you know i'm i'm so i'm Jessie had got a rock-hard cage for her JK, and it's a 2009 JK, and I was surprised that even the differences. You know what? I never owned a JK. That's right. I'm <laughs> one of those guys. Um, I was a TJ, and LJ, and now a JT guy, so I skipped a whole generation. Modifying the JK versus what we were used to working on with the TJs and LJs, it became a real pain in the butt all of those plastic trim pieces all of those little things the electronics well then we went from there to the jl talk about an electronic nightmare mm-hmm. yeah. um, i was talking to uh to one of the guys at metal cloak yesterday scott becker and you know we're talking about trimming dash panels and things like that well oh by the way those dashes are leather <laughs> yeah yeah, you can't just cut and and trim stuff off anymore. It's going to be mm-hmm. No, no, what are you trying to do? Why Again, we we have this conversation when uh we're running the CTI trailer a lot with guys who want to replace their Whoa. they they just purchased a $60,000 Jeep and they're going to upgrade their suspension by spending 500 bucks. Yeah, guys, um that is not an upgrade. So you're going <laughs> the wrong direction. You really thought the Jeep engineers springs and shock matching components and all those things were only worth $500? Then what did you buy?
0: So you guys, I'm sitting here um uh, I'm not ignoring you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, yeah. I, we're, we're trying to unlock this pad and sitting right here in my office right now, you can see him. That's hey! Gary. That's actually our our produ- post-production guy who who makes <laughs> all this stuff look really really good. So he's in here and then he brings this pad into me that apparently, you know, I'm trying to remember passwords like uh yeah, what's the Apple ID password for this particular I don't, know, I don't know why is it set up that way as if I did it like it's my fault because I put it in your fault it's all
1: your fault so
0: so keep talking amongst yourselves <laughs> Sub, subject subject is is um is living in Vegas there go living in
3: Vegas, <laughs> living in Vegas. <laughs> I guess that's a good topic for me I'm not originally from Vegas I'm actually from the East Coast so when you talk oh. about uh You know, the differences on the East Coast, seeing different Jeeps and stuff like that there versus out West and stuff. My parents still live over there. So I travel over there at least once a year, sometimes twice to visit them and stuff. So it's really uh, interesting to see the differences in the Jeeps I see driving around town over there compared to what I see out here. And uh, it's, uh, I really love it in Vegas, you know, surprisingly with the heat, people always assume that it's. The desert and it's super hot and you know it's why would you want to live there? And to be honest with you, it's really uh, not that hot that much. You know, if you consider, you know, it's three months out of the year that it's like really hot. And for the most part, we all got good AC. It's not really that that bad. You know, it's just you probably don't want to drive with your top off during that part of the year. But you know, that's why we have soft tops and hard tops. You can take on and off, put it on, and you know, you're okay. You're, you got there your you AC. Go.
2: How but, long have you been out? How long have you
3: been out west then? Uh, I've been living in Vegas for seven years now, so okay. it's been a while. So I've been here long enough to kind of get acclimated, I guess. And to be honest with you, the trade-off between the wheeling that's out here compared to the East Coast wheeling, I you, it's no comparison. Right. You know, it it did take some getting used to,
1: because I,
3: like um, I grew up on the East Coast and I was used <laughs> to the trees and mud, and rocks in the woods, and stuff like that, and coming out here, and (laughs) when I first built my JK, I was in for a rude awakening my first time out rock crawling, and I was like, okay, I gotta make a lot of changes, (laughs) so (laughs) that took some getting used to, but I love it, like it's, uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't give it up at all, you know, the fact that it doesn't rain is actually really nice, because you're not subject to all the you know, oh, we can't go out because it's raining or any of this stuff. It's really few and far between, so it does make for a really nice, you know, being able to go out and enjoy the outdoors a lot more often, you know, than not. And you know, in the summertime when it is really hot out here, you just go out at night. You know, it's eighty degrees, maybe ninety degrees in July at nighttime. So we can hook them up with rock lights and go out it's and enjoy perfect. the trail in the dark, and it's great. It's a lot of fun. So.
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny. Master. It's weird traveling around, you know, and, and um having a, a bias for the West. Um we always go back east and you know, it's a different build and it's a different it's a different aspect of the hobby of jeeping. And even mm-hmm. when we go down to Florida, you know, everybody says, Well, those guys don't wheel. You know what? It really doesn't matter that they don't wheel like we think of it, but mm-hmm. there are still places that they can go and and uh, like I mentioned last week, those those um those off road shops become tire fitment centers. Yeah, and <laughs> um and really the like that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different aspect of the hobby. But yeah, you come out west, and and people don't understand that it's not all about the horsepower. There's a lot of finesse that has to be had in the west, which back east they can get away with not having a whole lot of throttle control but then they have to have the stronger parts to enable the wheel speed and that kind of thing so
1: and from north to south it's totally night and day yeah what kind of willing there is or what kind of builds there are it's just it's very broad spectrum out east Yeah, I I admire
0: that. That's the one thing I always like wanted to be able to do is just maybe one of these days when I retire, is just travel and just experience the wheeling in all the different parts of the country. Because
1: my
2: job's taken.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: Hmm. You want to trade? (laughs) I got a desk here for you. You know how to use a computer. I'd be out in the
1: shop. I don't want to sit at a
0: desk. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. R and D always needs help. That's right. So what are you guys talking about? Because I just, you know...
2: <laughs> we, were, we were talking about wheeling all across the country and yeah, you know, the differences between East Coast and West Coast and what right. that looks like. And
0: and that whole idea of horsepower, right? I mean, just you're right. absolutely right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. And that's where it'd be interesting to see where the 392 ends up and what what people do with it. It's going to be pretty easy, I think, for... Well, what I already hear that um, that Z they already have the taser. Mm-hmm. Already, he already showed like there's a video popped up. He already showed what's the guy over there? What's the guy's name that, that runs that company? I don't know. It was just anyway, I, I offhand somebody showed me um, that he had already taken and put it into two wheel drive. So the taser itself, so all that's electronically controlled.
2: That'll so, be interesting.
0: Yeah, so it's full all wheel for all wheel drive down to two wheel drive just by electronics. I mean, that's, that'll
2: be interesting when those broken parts start to show up back at the dealership. <laughs> yeah, I get right. that question Quick, a
0: lot. <laughs> yeah, do they, Can they be able to plug that into the system and go, uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You, it, here's a We have a full record of everything you've done in here, right? I actually yeah.
3: saw somewhere where they, uh, I forget what, there's a code that pops up on a scan tool that once you've modified anything, it literally has a code that says ECU modified warranty void. Oh wow! Like on this, so there's a specific code that it, it's there once you've done it, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> so there's no going back.
0: Well, you know, going down the line of of, of weird ideas, like mm-hmm. apparently, and I don't know about the rear front. Apparently, the drive shafts. So, the the Mopar part number for the drive shaft on the three ninety two is the same as any other, like as the as the three point six. But again, I mean. Mm-hmm which doesn't make sense to me because you think that like we're sitting here thinking, Hey, we're going to need to have a front drive shaft. Well, so we should probably have a 1350, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's a bigger engine. People are going to push it harder, but then they don't. So maybe the all wheel drive.
2: Yeah. I was going to them- say by having that thing be all wheel drive full time. I, I think they're, they're, they're balancing out that torque right. load, that horsepower load. I mean, these aren't going to, you're not going to be doing neutral drops at stoplights. I mean,
0: <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm sure somebody is. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what the Taser is for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Come on. What do they think people are going to do when they're buying you know, $392? they are they're putting this massive horsepower engine in. It's not because we just wanted to sound good going down the road. A good well, muffler here's the be deal. At.
2: Because of the pricing, I think that the majority are going to probably be over the age of um consent yeah <laughs> how do i say this politically correct they're probably not going to be very young uh,
0: i don't know man i don't know
2: of course but, i guess but, i guess you know you lease it and who cares
0: right well but, you know there's a there is one of our great customers who has a big shipping company um oh back in uh in in colorado in fact his i think i've mentioned this before mike he uh he has he he ships like the big big parts of spaceships and all that kind of stuff and type where if you want to have something moving down the road and you have to take lines down that's what he does well and he had he got a 392 and originally it was like well we got a 392 hey you guys need it do a little r&d he dived into it and decided that he didn't want to change it like he's gonna leave it stuck he just wants to play with it and have fun he just drives so well that way so you know which is just which is great. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are going to do that. They're just buying it. And by the way, it sounds pretty badass when, uh, when you flip that little switch on the dash um, and it goes from one exhaust to another.
2: You know, I don't see a lot of people buying a Porsche GT3, taking them to a shop going, hey, can you make this thing better? True.
0: True, true. Yeah, I can put a wrap on it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <clears throat> now it's chrome.
2: Here's a sticker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just gained five horsepower buddy that's right uh, man yeah well but we, you think about that that's still wheels and tires right you you, yep. you, you people customize every vehicle out there has potential to be being customized even my well, and that's
2: that's what jeep has done so well over all these years is made it to where we can create a whole lifestyle around it and we can make them our own i mean right. So, Jonathan, since you lived on the East Coast and then have moved west, where's your favorite place to wheel? If you had to pick a spot to go, where would you go?
3: So it's a it's a toss up between San Hollow and Moab. Oh, wow! And and honestly, I think San Hollow is a high contender, mostly because it's only two and a half hours away from me. So it's easy to get out there for a weekend and have a good time, and then come home. But um, I do like how everything's right there. You know, you can hit three four trails just one right after the other and you know you have a, a two days of solid just wheeling and good times and there's everything from you know level twos all the way up to like 14s if you really want to get nuts with it um, moab though is got a lot more um, trail to do it's just more spread out so you can't hit it like one right after the other in that respect but the trails are longer so there's you know, more to them. So I do like that. And the scenery in Moab is just, you know, to die for in my opinion. So it's there's also quite a few places because I haven't grown up out west that I still are on my list of trails to done. I still haven't done Rubicon Trail. Um I, I know, I know. Oh, everyone's gonna be shocked goodness. to hear that. But it's to be honest with you, it's owning a business, I have very little time. <laughs> as much as of I hate to When well, was the last time
0: I did the Rubicon? Out,
2: yeah, we're, we're what we're gonna need to do, and, and, and we've had these conversations quite a bit. We're gonna actually need to have a vendor event on mm. the Rubicon. Yep. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. that's it. We'll take our top ten.
2: Yeah, there we right? go. There you yeah.
0: go. Which Jonathan fits in? You've been doing very well, and yeah. uh, our top ten, or at least our top favorites, our top ten yeah. favorites, <laughs> our top, <laughs>
2: our top favorites. <laughs> our yeah, our
0: top ten favorites. What would that be? Hmm. Um, yeah it's but really it's the guys you want to go wheeling with right Mm -hmm. I mean there's there's the wheeling is all about that it's one thing to be uh to to have friends another time there's some friends I have that I wouldn't want to go wheeling with because Mm -hmm. it's not going to be fun (laughs) and I love you guys all but sometimes you're just not that guy like (laughs) you know I like to relax you know they'll, they'll bring stress with you leave yep. it at home but yeah it's it's been you know two years since i've been on the con so and and well it was the 2019 modern Venture was my last con trip and i'm an hour and a half away so i just suck
1: um
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: so wheeling it,
2: out of the east did you ever have a chance to do any like you know some crazy stuff out east
3: not really most of the i hate to say this but most of the stuff i did out east was probably in places i wasn't supposed to be Uh, (laughs) I will say that's the biggest thing I've noticed out west versus in the east coast is out here you can pretty much just find where the road ends and just go have a good time and find some stuff to go play on in the east coast you got to go to like an off-road park or like a sanctioned event you know it's it's not as uh as open you know it's a lot more dense over there so you got to go find the places you're allowed to be and I think I left there because I, I, I lived in florida for a long time also and so a lot of my time was down there so it's a little different um I, I kind of i've been all over the east coast a lot um so anything from getting in the swamps in florida and the mud and stuff out there to the virginia hills and you know rocks and stuff in that area um i mean i've done some of it but i i I did do an event with a buddy of mine. Where we went out and it was sanctioned, and we were doing some pretty cool stuff, but I couldn't tell you where it was. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. It was. was, I remember it being at some sort of uh, the like the campground was at like a horse racing track or something, and we were, you know somewhere out there in the mountains doing some stuff and it was a lot of those a
2: lot of those places are that whole well i know a guy who has some property and we can go there and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh-huh yeah
0: so
3: it was, that- i do know there was about 100 to 200 vehicles out there doing doing some actual trail guide runs and stuff so it was some sort of organized event but hmm. cool. it was nothing like out what i see out here with the 300 to a thousand or more you know event gatherings
0: right. well i gotta say that it was kind of funny and this keeps striking me like your logo there right so you got your logo there and your hat and your logo on your shirt and you come so when you came walking in initially before you know, we were looking at earlier walk in, i'm like what's he like a cop on the side or something <laughs> like, <laughs> you got the black hat you got the black and and for all of our listeners, the reason I'm describing this is because it looks like a shield, like his logo on his shirt looks like a shield. So you have to go to youtube.com slash modern jeeper and see it. So it had that. And I was like, it was like this, this protective duty, like I expect to see on his car, right? Security and big, bold letters that are reflective with the little yellow (laughs) light on top.
2: It is kind of a badge though. I kind of like it. Like it's very prominent.
0: You know what it is? It's actually, so when we
3: were you know, talking about the company and like the vision we had for like, well, what do we want to do? It's like, do we want to be like another Sin City name or do we want to be a Las Vegas, whatever? And, you know, ultimately uh, we didn't want to, you know, put ourselves in a position where it was like just a a Vegas specific, you know, brand. We wanted to be more optional to, to grow, you know, like not necessarily just be limited to the Vegas area. Um, so we were like, okay, well, what's more of like a, you can be anywhere kind of a name, so that's where we kind of came up with the american a lot of a lot of jeepers they're very patriotic and we thought it fit pretty well and so then we were deciding, okay well, what's our logo going to look like and to be honest with you, this is actually a presidential seal um template that we've modified you know we put some wrenches oh. in the logo and stuff,
1: but that's nice. kind of where we
3: got the the base idea for the design, and uh, we kind of took if in the very center of it is a is a shield icon and so one of our simple logos is a just a shield um, that's just says American Off Road on it and stuff like that so that's you know it's kind of the root or uh, the you know the foundation of the company or the the country is the presidential seal you know all that kind of stuff and that's kind of where the origin came from and we kind of thought it was very patriotic we we're all very you know you know patriotic in our beliefs and stuff so we wanted to kind of have that show through in our company design and, you know what we
0: do and but it That's is kind. Awesome. i will yeah it's
3: it's very uh i agree it's very it's very formal i guess in the, in the look of it
0: <laughs> well just from a distance like you start looking at it closely and you get that you can see the more of the seal side for the distance you can walk in with the black right black button-up yeah. shirt black hat all that I'm like whoa okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean here's That's the, awesome. like
3: you can see kind of like more of the details yeah.
0: of i can get the glare off And for our uh, listeners, is that available? Can people buy it swag off your website?
3: So if you go to um, jeepdaddy.com and then click on our logo there, you can buy all the swag you want on there. It'll drop ship directly to you. There's all kinds of shirts and hoodies and backpacks and all kinds of stuff on there. If you're local and you want to just come by the shop, we do keep a small selection on hand of hats and T-shirts and things like that.
0: So, yeah, it's available in a couple places. That's right on. cool. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, swag. swag. We're trying, <laughs> we're working on We're trying to work on like some, like, and it's hard to find because yeah. we have our, we have a whole made in USA brand of, of, that we built on, on uh, just for our logo. And so we've been looking for like made in USA t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And like Made in USA stuff because it was, and, and, and it's hard to find. And we think we yeah. found a couple. So we're going to have some interesting stuff coming out in the future as we, as we start experimenting with expanding our swag line. I
1: have ideas.
0: Oh, fan- ideas are ideas. <laughs> Put them on some. paper.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Do they have anything to do with? I know what you cloaked last summer. No, oh,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> I that have was, other ideas though, but that was
0: from our, that was that from our, our, that was from our guest last week.
1: Nice. Oh,
0: yeah. Who now? Now we're gonna have a competition because Jonathan's gonna have to see if his if his reach is better than her reach because she did pretty darn good with uh, her promotion of this episode. Yeah.
1: So Now well,
0: now we're, will, we're gonna uh, get a competition going between our our guests to see who can get as get more listeners.
2: more. Yeah.
3: Well, I will. Yeah. I, I will. I will say that it will not be me doing that. I don't know how to do social media at all. So my partner's wife Danielle, if you do follow yeah. us on any of our social media, I'm sure you've seen her on there. She is a whiz with that stuff and is all over making sure our brand gets promoted everywhere. And so I will turn to her for all that
2: kind of stuff. Danielle actually, um, she reached out. Uh, I got a message from her a little while ago and said, "Hey, and like you know, we're we're on it." So it yeah. was cool.
0: cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. We've had a few and I've had a few guests come through that were like, Hey, fantastic. Thanks for being on the show. And you're like silence in their end. Like, really? Like, (laughs) did you just hate the show that much that you just don't want to share it? Like, did we, did we offend you in some way? I I was was trying to get this.
3: I wasn't sure if this was live or pre-recorded. So I was trying to get all this stuff squared away last night. Like, all right, we got to get our get our stuff together so we make sure everybody's watching
2: what's yeah. what's really funny is i've started to tell people that it is all scripted <laughs> and then they just kind of sit there and they go what, you wrote all that down? <laughs> no yeah, yeah, yeah. no there's no script
0: made it from a live studio audience <laughs> yes right Hey, we should start doing that. Let's. I want to. I, I you guys need to laugh more. So we're gonna have like canned laughter. I'm
1: gonna have canned laughter. A little, laugh laughter. <laughs> you little button
0: that you can push. Exactly. <laughs> There's a whole. There is. It's kind of amazing. since podcasts are so big. How much technology is out there? How many websites are out there? And there is one where you can do the whole thing as you're going through and doing it. And you drop in like as you're going. It's like a producer would be as they're going doing it. You can do stuff like canned laughter, but it has to be done live like as you can't go back later and make an edit on it and change it up in the system. You've got to just do it as you're going. So you have all the stuff pre-recorded and scheduled. Like now, now a word from our sponsor, you hit a button and it starts playing and it, it just all builds Sitting it in with a the the mixing
2: file. board and all that. Yeah. I can just see that. That'd go yeah. Around.
0: Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. That's <laughs> yeah, why we call this a right? BS session. This was never yeah. meant to be work. It's all fun talking with friends.
1: Yeah.
0: So, okay. So, so, uh, we've learned about your jeeping history. We learned about your, you know, your wheeling history and some of your favorite trailers and trails and, and, and your trail failures because you haven't been on the trails. So what, what let's talk about, like, you know, some more about your customers. So in 20, let's just go back to 2020. Like what was your favorite build you did in 2020?
3: Oh gosh. It's so difficult to keep track of them, to be honest with you. Let me think what, trying to think what stands out. I think last year, our fate my oh I okay, I know what it is uh, <laughs> uh we have a 1984 c j seven that uh, we built uh, for a customer that has it definitely speaks to our ability to do custom work but still bolt on stuff at the same time. so um, this customer came to us and she had this jeep that, that was more sentimental than anything. It was like a father figure, you know, left it to her and it was in really bad shape. And she wanted, you know, initially she just said, I just want to get it running so I can drive it. And so we did some minor repairs to it to try to make it run better. And it had a V8 in it, it had an old 350 in there. Um, and we did some stuff. And as we did some stuff, we found some more stuff. And, you know, we found the body was pretty bad, rusty rusted through, had some holes in it and stuff. So we, you know, we gave it back to her and we said, you know, we really think you need to address some other issues. And long story short, uh, we ended up doing a complete frame off restoration on this thing. Wow. Um, and we upgraded quite a bit in the process. <laughs> um, wow. So the entire, every single body panel is brand new. The tub is wow. brand new. Wow. Um, it has a completely custom fabricated dash. Uh, because we kind of eliminated a lot of the original stuff that was not needed because we weren't using it, Uh, like the AC controls and all that stuff. We just got rid of it. Uh, We put a brand new 350 crate motor in there. We put an EFI fuel injection system on it. Got a brand new turbo 350. And then we started uh, (laughs) it had a, the original axles are a passenger drop. We wanted to convert it to a driver drop, so we put a uh, TJ 231 transfer case, we put JK axles under it, but she made it very clear that this thing was just to drive around, you know, not really for the dirt, so she didn't want to invest in, like, a crazy suspension or anything like that, so we actually leaf sprung the JK axles. Wow. Uh, because of yeah. the width of the axles, we had to, like, outrig the frame. Oh, yeah. It was narrow, so... We put some outriggers on there and welded those on to the frame to support the leaf springs out wide. And because it's super wide on leaf spring, it actually handles really well. Wow. (laughs) So you can drive this Yeah, there's no steering stabilizer on it. You don't need it. Uh, The steering is super flat on it. Um, It's on 37s. You know, it's got chromoly, you know, shafts in there so it can handle the horsepower. It's 400 horsepower from that motor uh, that's in there um it drives fantastic and on the inside we've got you know PRP seats we've got a full custom generate cage it's got metal cloak armor all the way around you know it's wow. uh and it's That's all cool. There's not a drop of paint on it. So it wow. is you know 100% powder coated. So we did like a two-tone black she was she was uh funny she didn't want any color on it. So it's all black and there was uh she came by the shop at one point to check on it and we had uh some pink tape on the manifold so that there was nothing dropping in the motor. She's like, "What is that color?" It's like, "I don't want any color on my Jeep. So <laughs> it's Just some tape. <laughs> uh-huh. but it won't be there." So, I would think that's probably my favorite build um, that we've done last year. So, that would definitely be the top of it. That's awesome. Very cool.
2: Would you that's rather awesome. do the the big project type builds, or do you like the the more? Um, I don't want to call them cookie cutter, but I mean, it is the bread and butter for a shop. Uh, it's nice when it's just a couple of bolt-on things. But do you, do you enjoy the big projects more? Or are those just like another drain on the shop?
3: No, to be honest with you, um, I like both. So I, I like, to your point, the, the kind of the I want a bolt-on lift and I want wheels and tire kind of starting point for a lot of people. That is a lot of people. You know, they go and they buy a Jeep. Whether it be new or used, and they're just like I just want to lift wheels and tires, you know. So we do get quite a bit of that, and that kind of keeps us, you know, steady, you know, as far as that goes. But we do get a um, <laughs> from time to time we get more of the big projects builds. and we I like those for the mental challenge to try to problem solve and let us kind of the creative you know mind go to go to work and to come up with what people are looking for. And then it's like, okay, well, this is what they're after. Let's see how we can turn that into a finished product, you know, and to see their faces like, wow, this is way better than I expected. You know, that is like a lot of gratitude, you know, it makes you feel really good to see somebody really happy with, you know, what you're giving them. You know, we put a lot of sweat and time and effort into what we do. And, you know, at at the end of the day, you know, to what we talked about earlier was we are mechanics, you know, we're not... (laughs) We're not like the guy with the bankroll that can just, you know, do whatever. We do this because we love it. You know, we love working with our hands, building stuff, and being able to do this as a career and be successful enough that it can pay the bills and we can keep doing it is so so gratifying. And to be <laughs> that it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. You you say, uh, you know, if you if you enjoy what you do, it you never work a day in your life. I wish that was. It's true. I, I feel like I do work a lot, but uh, I think the the end result is well worth you know what we do going into it. We take a lot of pride and, uh, in what we do, and and you know we're not perfect. You know we're gonna make mistakes, but we try very very hard to make sure that every customer that comes through here is leaves happy. You know has a good
0: experience.
3: You know whether if they gotta come back because they have a problem, you know we'll do everything we can to make it right. You know at the end of the day.
0: That's awesome. Well, and that says a lot to how successful you've been in the two years you've been doing this. This is, you know, you have that great customer service attitude. It, it, it's a great passion of yours. You're basically trying to pass that passion on to your customers. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I'm sure they recognize that honesty and integrity goes a long way too. It does. Yeah. It definitely so, does. so one of our final, I mean, we've kind of hit you with one of our bunch of our fast five questions but our one of our final ones is is always a favorite is what would be your favorite mod under five hundred dollars
3: Ooh, favorite mod under five hundred bucks
0: uh that's such a low price point (laughs) right (laughs) that's the point of the question oh try hey it used to be a hundred dollars we started doing this three years ago was i had a hundred dollar question that was even tougher five hundred bucks huh let's see um i would say okay
3: well i'm a light guy so, I like lots of lights. I know they joke about lights over lockers and stuff like that, but lockers cost more than 500 bucks. <laughs> and I will say, with the heat out here and being able to wheel at night, you know, a, a stock Jeep can do a lot. So, being able to take your Jeep out and enjoy it all year round, a good set of lights, whether they be rock lights or auxiliary lights, I would say that's probably my favorite mod. You know, put a set of rock lights with a multi switch pod. You know, for a few hundred bucks, and you've got the makings for a lot of optional accessories to add down the line. So that's probably my favorite cool. favorite inexpensive
0: mod. What a great answer! What a great
3: answer. I just that's saw,
2: awesome. um, and this kind of ties into one of our um, our people that we enjoy working with, um, Baja Designs. Uh, I just saw some renditions of their lights that they're going to come out with on the Bronco. Oh, um, we know that we're modern Jeeper. But um it's kind of interesting. Do you think that manufacturers will start creating spots for aftermarket lights? And it kind of what what Baja Designs did with the Bronco is they've really filled their little areas almost perfectly, almost like did the manufacturer go, "Hey, you know what? We're going to I mean we don't have, we don't have any Broncos out there in the world yet. Yet here's a Bronco, the full size, not the sport, with pods already built into it from Baja Designs. Hmm, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that is
0: right. interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are a modern Jeeper, but we're going to be talking about the Bronco a lot in coming in the coming months and and uh, coming yeah. years, I'm sure. Whether we're laughing at it or uh, admiring it or crying <laughs> over it, because one of those we're going to be talking about it. Yeah, I mean, around here we're already talking Toyotas and Dodges and. Now, what what about your customer base, Jonathan? Is it obviously kind of wide variety from the mall crawler to the rock crawler? Overlanding, do you do a lot of overlanding builds?
3: Um, Well, we don't do a lot of the mods. We do a lot of like the suspension and stuff like that for the overlanders. Um, We do offer, you know, like rooftop tents and overland accessories and things like that for those that want it. Uh, I think because of what we do with our personal builds and what we do with a lot of our customer builds, you know, we're not really known as like an overland shop. Mm. So most of our clients that are into overlanding tend to kind of source that stuff on their own. Uh, we did actually just install one of your roof racks, uh, yesterday um, on a two door JL. Um, that was our first time seeing that like in person and like, very impressed with it and it's probably going to be we're going to try to market that a little more to promote it because it's very well put together and I think it'll fit for a lot of people that are looking for that type of modification for specifically more the overland crowd and I'm hoping that will kind of bring some more of that business towards us and uh but we definitely want to cater to all types of off-roading you know not just specifically rock crawling and you know there, whether you're you want to go to the mall with your your rig or you want to go to you know the rocks or you want to go out and go camping or you want to go fly into the de- desert as fast as possible i'd like to be able to offer all of those things
0: <laughs> right Absolutely. that's awesome yeah it, it's it's funny you just we just um coming out in fact friday uh, we're premiering a new video all about the j k rack systems so because it's it was kind of interesting when we started the whole rack thing we got into it and you know we and that was the acquisition back in the January of last year and then we 've kind of focused on the jL product line which you just installed and the development of that and we haven 't really promoted the j k product line because it 's just kind of been the standard line that was already there but we 've done some improvements to it and some modifications and and our, our team upstairs has a video that they 're releasing on Friday. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. We're gonna play with that whole premiere thing and just see how how well it premieres out, and all about the JK product line. But it's it's a pretty impressive system. I mean, it, it, the the two inch tube, the uh, the strength it has. I mean, just just installing that front hoop on the JL, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the strength there. And what our guys, what our engineer, we have one primary engineer who focuses on that system, um, and what he's the innovation he did. Now, on the flip side of that, he's struggling right now because the, uh, the, the cowl on the 392 and the Mojave JT are about two inches taller. So yeah. you, it doesn't work. <laughs> you can't <laughs> get it on there. So we, we don't even know. I mean, it's going to be a matter of seeing is, is there enough of a 392 population that wants a rack that it's worth creating a whole new. Mounting system for the front, or is that simply an audience? It's simply yeah. Now I'm not going to throw 800 pounds on the top of my rig or 300 pounds on top of my rig. Yeah, no, no. It will be interesting to see. Wow, uh, this has been another great episode. I really, really appreciate Jonathan coming out here and doing it. So you know, for all of our listeners, our fans, and our followers, how do they get a hold of you? How do they find you?
3: So um, you can reach us. You can call us. At our our number is uh, seven zero two four uh, seven eight five two two two. We have a website. Our uh, website address is uh, offroadshoplasvegas.com. Mm. Um, and then we have links to our phone number and, you know, contact. You can, we have a contact us on that website. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're on Google. We're on Yelp. Um, so you can message us through all of those uh, avenues as well. We try to be as as open as possible to be able to get a hold of us. Uh, so pretty much across the board. However, your favorite uh, medium is, you can reach us through there.
0: Corey, any sort of tech tips you wanted to touch on, or maybe Jonathan, anything? What's the biggest thing you've run into in the last last We're week out. that you're going? <laughs> <laughs> tech out. Yeah. We
2: we we continually, and for those of us, uh, for our followers that follow Cloak Owners Club, there is a lengthy thread going on regarding once again sway bars. And, yeah, oh my goodness! Oh, is you that the what? anti-rock?
0: That Is that the anti-rock thread? Yes, yes, Yeah. yeah. So, I have my opinions about anti-rock.
2: Love, yeah, love, love can, John
0: Curry, and, and the, right. but I have my opinions about anti-rock.
2: They can uh, they can check it out. I, I I responded, and hopefully it was kind of a mic drop kind of response. Um, I don't know. The oh, numbers. you just always
0: stir it up when you do that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know. But it was no, that's just, me. It's you know what? Again, it's it's our our, our technical we sometimes overthink so many things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's so much information out there that we tend to want to believe the wrong side of it. And I just, it's, it's simpler. You know, what, what we all do is not rocket science. We're not going to space. Well, maybe some of you are, I don't know.
1: Uh, (laughs) I've been there. I've been there. I'm back. It's Aliens. just so.
2: It's just so simple, and we tend to want to make things so complicated, and that's why dealing with shops who know what they're doing is such a benefit. And I know that uh, Jonathan and and so many of the shops that we visit and we deal with, there's a lot of guys that come in and and they don't ever write the check to pay them money, but they waste a lot of your. Not waste. I didn't mean to say that. They spend <laughs> a lot of your time asking for answers to these simple questions. And, um, you know, kudos to all the shops across the country who take the time out and go, well, let's talk about that. And let's try to make sense of this. The, the, inf- the information superhighway, as we know of the internet is becoming just flooded with opinions and crap, not necessarily the <laughs> right information all the time. So it's, it's easy to get biased and get guided a certain direction, but if you have questions, go to your local shop go to your local Jeep club ask these questions amongst your peers don't simply go well I read on the internet because guys that's that's not helpful Hello,
0: modern on. jeepers so the this is the the commentary section <laughs> Corey, hereby known as Corey's rant well, you- <laughs> well I can
3: mean, I can appreciate a lot of what he's saying I mean it's nothing's more frustrating than someone who comes in and says, well, I read online that such and such is is what I should be doing. And it's like, well, how do you know who you're listening to knows what they're talking about? And, you know, one of the things that we do here is we try to make ourselves as available as possible to answer those questions. Because, you know, to your point, a lot of people, they they don't have the background to understand, you know, how a sway bar works, for example, or what it's for. You know, and just answering certain questions that people have, we can explain why we do what we do when it comes to the modifications and why when you lift a vehicle you have to take certain steps to maintain, you know, the correct geometry on the axle so you don't drive all wonky, you know, when it's all finished. You know, that we, we try to make ourselves, you know, a information point that people can rely on, you know, in the hopes that they are gonna obviously be a customer. You know, but at the end of the day, if they just want to do it themselves, you know that that's okay. You know, I, at the end of the day, we're all in the off-roading. We like to do this, so it's fun. You know, I I I do have a lot of uh, work on my plate, but I try to make myself as available as possible, as well as you know the other guys in the shop that are you know ask those kinds of questions. And we try to get out on trails, you know, with the clubs and with different groups, and it's a little easier in those environments to. Answer those kinds of questions because I don't have the phone ringing and you know people trying to get their job you know the work done on stuff so it's a little better there than it is in you know in the shop sometimes but you know to your point having reliable information to know that what you're being told is correct is way more valuable than just I I heard the other day somebody say that the internet is full of people who write their own truth and just because somebody says it doesn't mean that it is correct and okay. it's definitely fact checking is is very imp- more important now than i think it has been yeah
0: i'm on the internet i'm right right <laughs> i'm right you're wrong <laughs> so that's yeah how do you like to answer your question how do you know he was telling the you know, he knows what he was talking about he has more posts than anybody else right he, hangs he out posts more. a lot he posts yep. a lot people can't argue with him yeah Ah, yep. It's it's very true. Very good. Good wisdom. Good wisdom, my friend. Ah, well, uh, you know, I was going to say last week, uh, Corey, it was all about um, uh, what was what was the topic you, you, you're, 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 you're of your Corey's rants last week? Now, <laughs> I, but you I, know, I, I don't know. It's whoever I, this, is affecting consideration, me. Consideration. <laughs> it was considerate being considerate. Be considerate. And I right. said this week we talk about being competent. And I don't think we even had to, because Jonathan and uh, American Off Road Customs is truly the example of being competent.
3: That's right. And if we were if we were in a
0: shiny example, it's absolutely true. Um, the rest of us, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've actually well, Now tried that to...
2: I know that they're only about a week out, I'm so bringing some vehicles to you. Okay, um... <laughs> we're, we're we're happy to have it. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, and it's time to do, we probably need to do another little event down there too. When when are you going to go through Vegas again with the CTI trailer, Corey?
2: Um, It'll be, it'll be before, um, it'll be during Hump and Bump.
0: Hump and Bump. Okay, cool. That'd be great. Maybe we can do something and uh, an open house or something with, with American Off-Road. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That'd
3: be fantastic.
0: That'd be great. Cool. I'd love to see it. All right. Well, my friends and all our Modern Jeepers, you know how to reach me, mats at com and Corey at Metalcloak.com and Jesse at com. And you can reach us on social media, Modern Jeeper Adventures, to check out our, our events, which there's no current open events to register for because we're doing Moab this weekend and Tillamook in July. And then what we will have next month, the Rubicon registration go live and, and Colorado. the Colorado adventure go, uh, go live and get you yep. all the details there. Um and also check us out at moderngeperform.com where you can see all kinds of good stuff and answer questions and maybe, maybe, just maybe I'll go in there and answer them. And maybe we can get Jonathan to go in there and be a guest tech for a for a day or something.
1: There you go. So
0: okay. and <laughs> That's it. But, you know, if you like this episode, (laughs) smash that button, say like to us. And if you're on your favorite podcast, please go out there and and leave us a review and tell us you like us, you hate us, whatever. But we like to see those things. It Makes us feel important. Makes us feel proud that we're actually doing something of quality and not just BSing here for an hour like I can do so easily. (sighs) 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 Thank you, my friends.
2: And we will see you on the
0: rocks.
1: Cheers.
3: Bye-bye.
0: This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two.